What if business could be fun? This podcast is for people who no longer want work to be a four-letter word. It is a comedic look at the myths of work, life, and balance, where we expose the kind of thinking that sucks your will to live, and we replace it with powerful, easy-to-use tools so that you can shift gears and laugh about it all. The only requirement to listen is you need to be human. My name is Elaine Williams, and I am so incredibly blessed to have this podcast partner, Kathy Keegan, who is the most delightful creature. Oh my God. <laughs> You're pretty delightful yourself, sister. I love working with Elaine. We were just having a conversation. This is Kathy Keegan, by the way. And um, I'm so happy to be here with Elaine Williams. She is the best. And so, you know, talking about, you know, self-care, right? And it's, um, it's hard, you know, in this day and age, we really want to acknowledge just how crazy these times are. You know, it is just, it is, I think to a person, people will say, it's just unbelievable, all the things that are going on. You know, if it's not weather related, politics related, health related, I mean, really, the only thing missing for most of our lives is public speaking. And that's because we can't gather together. You know? And so, but, but Elaine, you were taking care of yourself. And I really appreciate that. It can be hard in times like this to say, it's important for me to take care of myself, right? Because oftentimes you're just like, you know, we were raised, you probably, you know, when I was a kid, there was always this global focus of people who didn't have food, right? So it was like, eat your meal. There are people starving, pick a country. So we've always had kind of this global focus of understanding that, you know, that we were very fortunate to have food on our plate. But what can happen today, because we know so much, is just this sense that I can't do this because there are people suffering. You know, how do you live your life when you know people are suffering? You know, it's hard. Well, it's, yeah. And, and I think that's such a great, and then, you know, there is still a little bit of a Dallas diva in me, just a smidge from, um, you know, we had money that we did and then we did. But, you know, I get like, well, I have scheduled this. I had an hour and this is taking too long. Like, (laughs) I get get so, and then like, I don't want to chit chat. So anyway, Kathy made me laugh. So I, I scheduled a physical. I gave myself an hour 15. I thought hour 15. I was there early. They, they were late, whatever. Anyway, so I'm just like, breathe, breathe, breathe. But I don't want to chit chat because I don't want to take more time. And so then Kathy was like, are you okay? And I said, yeah, I just have to go back for a second mammogram, a second run through because my breasts are very dense. And she said that mine are too. And does that mean they're stupid? (laughs) I don't think that's true because I like mine very much because I could have lost mine 10 years ago, like right around now. And I didn't, but yeah, you know, it, it's, um, you have to be able to make light of certain things, even in the darkness, you know, it's that gallows humor that, that can really, that can really help. And I think we all need a massive toolkit these days to really help us with all that's going on. Um, because it, it is, it's just, 
you know, everybody's in a different situation. A lot of people don't feel like they have enough. A lot of people don't have enough. And we are really in this time that is both daunting and there's even opportunity in here, which is almost so hard to think about. You know, um, that's hard for me because I, I grew up with a fixed mindset. You know, my thing is when you tell me something's going on, it's like, oh, no, it is ruined forever. You know, and um, and so Elaine and I, the reason we love to be together is that the, the chemistry brings me out of my morose shell. And she helps me get perspectives that I didn't otherwise have. And vice versa. Like, you just make me laugh. I I call it talk me off the ledge, Kathy. Like, uh, at least once a week. At least once a week. It's so delicious and wonderful. And I have to share something else. So people, um, you know, I'll come up with ideas or I'll think, oh, let's discuss this. Or I'll go, oh, Kathy, can we discuss this? And many times... It's actually, can I ask you questions that you can teach me? <laughs> I make it sound cool, but I'm like, cause, cause Kathy reads like five books at a time. And, you know, I just love your passion for knowledge and wanting to go deep into all of the subjects. And I know you focus a lot on brain-based coaching. And, and uh, so I thought, you know, there's so much we could talk about, like the social dilemma Oh, Ruth Bader, RBG, notorious RBG. But also, I feel like it's really important. Let's talk about some brain stuff, some natural boot, boot boosters, mood boosters, <laughs> boot, boot boosters, because fall is coming. I mean, fall is here and it, the days are going to be shorter and darker. I'm already planning on buying a new lamp or three because that's how I deal with it. Here's the question. Are you sad? Seasonal affective disorder. Sad. Um, that's something I have. Oh, it's totally a real thing. It's to- And here's the thing. So speaking of real things, if you believe it to be a real thing, it's a real thing. Don't let someone try to talk you out of it. You know, um, oftentimes people will be like, try this, try that, try the other thing. Now we do say, try this, try that, because we're trying to offer things that we know have worked for us in in the past and work for us now. I have one of those 10,000 Lux lamps and I've had it for probably 10 years now. Does it help? It does help. And so what I'll do is I'll start to bring it out now because um, I'll start to notice here it's a little bit, because I'm in a new environment, I haven't noticed it quite as much yet but it's time to bring it out. And so you sit with it in the morning for, you know, it's in my peripheral vision for about 20 or 30 minutes while I read or, um, you know, mostly read because if I'm meditating, my eyes are closed. So you do want to have your eyes open. I don't look directly into the lamp. So you don't have to look into the lamp, but you can be like sideways. It can have, you can have it sideways. Um, and, and also just to acknowledge, I mean, this is, you know, today's the equinox. Right. And so we're moving from summer into fall, whether the weather shows that or not. But that's where that's on the calendar. That's where we're headed right now. 
And so, um, and so there are things, this is the highest of like allergy seasons. So if people have breathing disorders, this can be one of the toughest times of the year. On top of like half of the West coast is burning right now. And, uh, wow. Thank, you know, thank you so much. I love, I love that you said that about, um, you know, how we offer tools and it's not to diminish you know, if, if somebody's struggling with something and I, you know, I wanted to share one other thing with you, Kathy, cause I, I feel like you and I've talked about this, um, is, uh, so I, you know, I said, I don't want to be weighed. You just weighed me. And she said, well, we need to weigh you. So I got on the scale backwards because I, you know, and so she announced the number to me. And I just thought, you know, let it go. You're cranky. You haven't had coffee. Just let it go. And then the doctor came in and was like, well, we need to talk about your BMI. And I said, and she, and I said, look, I was bulimic with periods of anorexia for over 12 years. I have been injured all summer with a sprained ankle and a hurt back. So I know I need to bump up my cardio, but like, I was literally like, I'm not, I am so sick of doctors like she doesn't, you don't know me. <laughs> well, yeah, and that's it. I mean, and it's just, and again, there's, it's not to slam the medical profession because it's so great. There are certain, I wouldn't be alive today if it were not for the medical profession. This I know. In fact, my sister and I used to have these conversations every year. Like um, it's a little macabre, but I guess, I don't know if it has to do with the fact that we're from, we're of Irish descent, but we'd be like, would we be dead by now if we lived in the olden days? And so. And at the same time, these are not moral indictments, you know, and, and the way people approach it is just, with, you know, they approach it in such a sort of a judgmental way. And I hate that because we're doing the best we can. Right. And it doesn't help me do better when you shame me. Right. And, and, and all do was like, she was not trying to shame me. She said it. She said it in a very kind way, but it's also, you know, now they have somebody who's in there like taking notes. So it's like, you have an audience. Oh, let's discuss Elaine's hips, you know? And so <laughs> anyway, I just, I wanted to share that because I feel like so many women have struggled with that. And, um, you know, and I, I probably could have been a little bit kinder, but I just didn't want to hear it. I just like, I know what I need to do and I, and I'm, I'm doing it. And unfortunately eating disorders are super, super common. So, you know, and that whole idea of the weight, um, I, I, that number affects me deeply it, because it was trained into us when we were younger, you know, it was in every, magazine we read it was in it was in conversation and so that's the other thing is that you know when you hear people being obsessed about that sort of thing it doesn't come from nowhere it really comes from an honest place of being over and over and over again sort of being told this is too much this is too little you're too this you're too that and and you know and the thing is is finding that middle ground where you're not fighting it you know, where you're just sort of like, yeah, I accept that. And, you know, and I say this today, having just started a statin, okay, I'm about to turn a zero year. And um, 
I went and had a checkup. You're 30? I knew it. I knew that you were like, you're amazing. Not so loud. The neighbors will hear. I'm sorry. So, and, and, and I don't even know what a statin is. I'm like, is it like satin, but with a T? No, I keep wanting to call it Stalin, but it's, um, it's to lower your cholesterol. So here's a cool thing. So with, with, in my family, um, you know, we produce cholesterol, you know, I, I wish we could make money off that. Wouldn't that be so great? Like, like create, is that like homemade milk? <laughs> right. Yeah. Like what's your family business? Well, we all produce cholesterol. Um, and it, uh, it, so when I was premenopausal, I had, I had all this HDL that would like vacuum it all the LDL. So it didn't matter that my LDL was high so much, but now, but now I'm on the other side, the SS Menses sailed many years ago and, uh, and here I am. And so my own, uh, on my own, I'm not able to reduce that number. And it apparently scares a lot of people. So I just had to start doing this. And there's a part of me that I wanted to, what I wanted to do is do an entire overhaul of my diet, become a vegan, you know, um, start to exercise four hours a day. Like my, I have that same addict's mind that the solution to the problem is not to tweak. It's to do a complete overhaul, leave the country. More, 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 more. Right. (laughs) And so what I've been practicing is how do you make these tweaks? Because I do want to be in good health. And how do we balance that so that we're not beating ourselves up all the time? And it's hard. We have available to us at any given moment, snacks, food, everything. In other countries, it's harder to do that. Although now today, I imagine it's a lot easier because of our influence abroad. And so that you couldn't just grab something. Right. You just have to go pick it and cook it. bread or something right sit down and eat it and that's not how we are today and so we have access to so much so it's really really hard and so it's it's just it's such a tough time because you just you see all these ads for like you know like type 2 diabetes which can be altered with diet but what if you live in a food desert right there's so many people who live in food desert I'm sorry I'm on my soapbox today a little bit but you know you can't you don't have access to that good stuff you know? And so, so, and that's why I love, and that's why I love sharing your work because it's all about empowering and doing baby tweaks, you know? And like, I always try to meet my clients like where they are. And I was just going to share, I have been reading this women, food, and God. And Janine Roth was the first woman who talked about eating disorders. They used to treat them just the same as AA people. And it's a little different because you're dancing with the devil food every day. And she came on Phil Donahue. There was a talk show person before Oprah and his name was Phil Donahue and he was a sensitive guy and he had white hair when I watched him, but there was a time when he had brown hair before he went white. He's actually married to Marlo Thomas. These are all these references. If you're under 30, you're like, what? Anyway, she was the first person who talked about eating disorders and I love her work. I've, I've studied her work. I recommend her work and it, it is helping me because I know for me, like I've recovered from, you know, I'm in recovery for alcohol and drugs and lots of things, but 
when I get stressed, when I feel like I'm not enough, when I worry that I don't have what it takes, uh, I reach for food when I'm not hungry. When I have been giving, giving, giving all day, and I'm like, oh, come on, a few more emails or a few more, I will use food to goad me. And I don't like to admit that, but the goal is hopefully it can help somebody who's listening too. Cause I, I'd really like to keep shifting that. I have shifted that and it, and it, there's, there's room for more. <laughs> well, and what you're, and you're hitting on sort of some of the brain stuff, um, which is that your, your, your brain um, has, has a couple, well, it's a big, pretty big complex blob in there. Um, I'm not a medical professional, by the way. Well, in, in case you in case you can't tell all my use of incredibly technical medical terms, I'm not medical. What happens is there's 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 it's called there's a book called Thinking Fast and Slow. And we have an ability to learn things, and it takes our brain a lot of effort to do that, right? So when we're learning something new, it takes our it, it takes some effort to do that. And so you're gonna need a rest from that. If you're doing too much of that. Um, you, you know, what'll happen is your brain will go on over, not overdrive, but your brain creates shortcuts. So the brain is super smart. The brain is like, I use up 20% of your total energy and I am going to create shortcuts wherever possible. It, it, and, and that's not a bad thing. If we're not aware of those shortcuts, then it's a problem. You know, after 9-11, that night when we were in Brooklyn, everybody went out because they just wanted to be in places with other people because it was just, we were still in just such a state of shock. Wherever you went, there were no desserts left and no alcohol left. Right. And, and so it's what people reach for, right? Because it's easy. It's, it's, well, I would call it low hanging fruit, but it's not, but it's something that we do. And so that's why, you know, during the day, you know, you want to take those little breaks. You want to have like a little walk around the block or a moment of, you know, taking a deep breath in, you know, and putting, putting those, just putting those things in the day because it is natural. You're going to want after your lunch, you're going to want something around three o'clock or whatever that time is. And again, it's cocaine, but oh yeah, wait, I don't do that anymore. <laughs> Great for that three o'clock boost. Oh, wait. <laughs> Right. Wrong meeting. Uh, yeah. So uh, that's such a good point. And I'm so glad we got to that. So Kathy, can you tell us with your brilliance? Talk, let's, can you tell, can we talk about serotonin, oxytocin and dopamine? Just break it down a little bit for people or. Um, well, um, so, so the thing about dopamine, so this brings us to social dilemma which if you haven't had a chance to see it, I highly recommend it. It's, it's just, it's really important. Here's the thing. Anything that we humans create, someone is going to try to game that system or we're going to take it a little bit farther than it needs to go because we don't have, you know, it's like we live in a world with billionaires who have more money than they'll ever be able to use forever and ever. And amen. That's not, or let's say AM instead of, you know, amen. And so, um, yeah, because it's, what is it? It's like, um, a million minutes is like 11 days and a billion minutes is like 35 years. Like that's, 
that's that scale is ridiculous right but we just we don't know when to stop we have a hard time gauging that and i don't know how you artificially put that stuff in right because that's what addiction's all about you know it's like the first bite is so fabulous and then the other 85 to 100 bites are trying to recreate the first bite right that is so beautifully put wow drop the mic drop the mic and so um, now I've lost my subject. Oh, so what they discovered is, you know, you, you invent these really cool things like smartphones and you have them at your, at your beck and call. What they start to discover is that the way they're going to make money doing this is with advertisers. And so now we're the product. It's us being sold to advertisers. So all the efforts with our apps and the things we use are designed for the dopamine hit. So the dopamine hit is like an aha. It's a, you know, it's a, Oh, I want. Yes. Yes. Somebody commented. I'm popular. People like me. Yay. It does make me feel like I'm back in junior high. It totally does. I will pass you a note in gym class and let you know. Longer letter later. And that feels good. But the thing about dopamine is it feels good and then it goes away. And you want to recreate that, right? And so, because it's not sustainable. So it's there for a reason. It's a hit. But then if you're trying to sustain that, that that's where your addiction starts to come in because you're trying to feed something over and over again that isn't, you know, I mean, yes, you can, but then you're going to reach a point where you become kind of crazy. Right. And then the serotonin part is, which was something that I have, I was missing. I was not manufacturing it in my body. That's more of a, a sustainable, um, I don't know. I think, I think we'll need some medical people to weigh in, but it's not something that needs to keep being replenished in the way that dopamine does. So it's almost like, it's almost like you need a supplier for the dopamine, whereas the serotonin is just kind of self-sustaining in some ways. If you actually, from what I've heard, and this is not medical advice, but I, you know, I'm trying to educate myself about gut health, and um, I know that serotonin gets produced in your gut. So that's one more reason to learn about probiotics and try to educate yourself. And and we are not experts, but I just wanted to pass this information. And it's yeah, and it's mind, body, spirit. It all goes together you know, and, and sorry. And then oxytocin, is that the hug one? That's the hug one. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's when you hug somebody for a certain period of time, you know, Sark, who's a a mentor of mine, she's just so wonderful. She does self hugs. And so she'll just grab. So for the listeners, I'm just putting my arms around myself and she'll just give herself a big, big, long hug. You know, I don't know if it produces that, but it sure feels good. And it's a nice stretch to the arms. It does. You feel like you could be like a solid gold dancer for a minute. Remember how they were always like solid gold. I'm doing all these references for people who may have no idea what we're talking about. No, I love that. I think, sorry. No, I just think that's such a good thing to distinguish. Like dopamine is fun, but you really want to try to boost serotonin from healthy gut stuff and oxytocin from healthy touch. Right. 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 And, you know, and things like me- meditation, I was going to say medication, which is also helpful too. you know, it's, it's, 
know, let's, let's, you know, it, it, there, it's a toolkit. It's you, what you are is you're kind of like uh, observing yourself, paying attention to where you need a little bit more support, you know? And so the support isn't necessarily going into another app, but I, but we all do it. I mean, that's the other thing is that we're not sitting here like, well, we've solved the problem. You know, we're just what, what we are is aware and conscious of it. And so, but we can still laugh. See, that's the key, right? Like I'm soapboxy today, but I also can still laugh. <laughs> right. I, I, and I think, I think just being aware, like, I didn't think I'd be talking about her so much, but Janine Roth has another book that says, when you eat in front of the refrigerator, pull up a chair. And so she really encourages people to stop dieting and stop restricting. And, and, and one of the things I learned from her was if I was like, oh, I'm really stressed out. I'm eating, even though I'm not physically hungry to just, the first step was just acknowledging that like, okay, I want to comfort myself right now with Doritos or whatever. And just being able to be aware of that so that noticing, okay, am I making this choice or like, oh, I'm kind of feeling down about where my business is. Maybe I should not go on social media right now and look at all of the cute, sexy 20-year-olds who are claiming they can teach you how to have a six-figure business from from Bali High. Or- well, in five days. In five days. You can 10X your business. You can 10X your business in five days. You lose weight and look fabulous. And your hair is long and not frizzy. Like it's, it's really amazing. <laughs> Now you know what I secretly aspire to. Okay, cool. Well, thank you, Kathy, for going over a little bit the dopamine because she and I both have watched The Social Dilemma and uh, it was uh, sobering, you know. It's, it's, and it's, it's where we can go. Um, if you read, when you read history, you just realize that almost the minute something's created, there's somebody's like, hmm, how can I game that system? You know, almost all the time, like when they created the U.S. Treasury, when Hamilton created it, someone was already coming up with a scam on it. And I don't know what that is about human nature. You know, maybe it's more fun. You know, maybe that's the dopamine. I don't know where people are like, oh, there's this. Those are the rules. Let's see if we can find a way around the rules. You know, it's like a hacker. Right. So we've always had hackers, you know, since the beginning of time. I don't know what that means. I don't even know what to do with it. But I do recommend Social Dilemma because I think your power in all of this and everything that's going on is awareness. Awareness gives you space to be able to make a choice and to choose as opposed to react, right? Because we're going to react. It's fine. That's part of who we are. But what we're talking about is if you can take in a deep breath, a few breaths, you're sending a message to your body that you're calming down and that things are okay. And um, it allows you to then have some decision-making ability because here's the thing. I think we've talked about this before. The, your ability to think and react cannot exist at the same time. They can't. It's physically impossible. So if you're in fight or flight, that is where you are. And it's for a Right. And it's for a reason. It's not, you don't want to get rid of it or not have it. It's understanding it. And when you're there to sort of look at why that is. So it isn't until you've been able to 
take in a breath or run away from the thing that's scaring you or call a friend or, or, you know, or meditate, well, probably not meditate, but, you know, it isn't until then when you can sort of start to shift your energy over to the parasympathetic. So if you think of like paramedics, the parasympathetic system is the one that allows the thinking to kick in. And that's where you, and so that's why a lot of times when we have like big issues going on in the country, people are in fight or flight. You can't have a conversation in fight or flight. And I, right. And I think that's where we get into the screaming matches and the bullying. And, and also like, I believe I, I haven't studied my brain uh, much, but I growing up in trauma, I think that my amygdala got over stimulated you know, cause I was constantly fight, flight, freeze, right. flight, freeze. And then I kept creating that accidentally in my twenties. And then thank God, when I got sober, I've been, you know, on this sort of healing journey ever since 1997. 1990, 1997, 1997. Woo. Celebrate. That is, that is, that is something, you know, congratulations. And the, you know, the thing that we're finding, I say, we, as though I'm a researcher, but the thing that researchers are finding is that we, our brain is more trainable and there are more things that we can actually do to reroute some of our thinking, which is so cool. Like sign me up, baby. Right. I love it. I love it. I love it. So cool. And then Kathy, did you, did you want to talk about RBG? Notorious RBG? What an amazing woman. I saw, I saw something that said that if you have a credit card, in, if you're a woman and you have a credit card in your name, you can play school sports. There was a whole list of things. Then you have her to thank and all around her, right? So, and, you know, think about it. Um, you know, when I, I was working for a bank, I had a salary from the bank and applied for a credit, my first credit card from the bank, my employer, and they wouldn't give it to me unless I had a cosigner as a female. Wow. And this was in the 80s? Yes. In the 80s. In the, in the early 80s. Yeah. You know, and, and, and things have changed a lot. I mean, there, you know, I, I, you know, there were a lot of things that we worried about when we were young. Of course, you know, there are other people who paved the way for us even more so, but there are a lot of things today that, that, um, that we just have available to us that we don't even, I said to my niece, Avery, I want you to watch this. Like, it's so good, you know? Um, and, uh, you know, I was thinking, I just, I'm, I wish I had studied her before her death, but I'm so glad I'm learning more and more about her now. And the biggest thing that I got from the movie was, um, she was always so self-possessed. She was so good at creating consensus and not being emotional and flying off the handle. And I was like, ooh, Elaine, you could learn from this woman. And, you know, and even though she had dissenting opinions with Scalia constantly, they went to the opera together. In fact, they were, yet they were supernumeraries. The word of the day today is supernumerary. And what that is, is a non-speaking role in an opera. They were such opera fans that they would be put in operas because there were a lot of roles, like you need a guard standing there or something and they're not going to sing. And so, yeah, the, the, I've seen pictures in the media lately of her and Scalia who could not be more opposite 
but they were able to maintain that friendship and respect each other. And um, I think that's an art form that we are capable of redeveloping. I would love to help redevelop that for myself as well as, you know, my communities. Somebody else was saying that they would eat in the Supreme Court cafeteria or whatever together. And they never discussed any of the cases. And I just thought, what a beautiful model. And, you know, because I know I get opinionated and many times I have nothing to back it up or very little, (laughs) you know, but I just thought she was just, I was so inspired by that and by her tenacity to work. And, you know, I am 52. It's so hard for me to say sometimes. It's all right. I'm turning, um, yeah, I'm turning 30 next week. So it's going to be hard. It's got to be so hard, Elaine, to be that old. And Yeah, it's really, you know, aging. Woo. And, and every once in a while, I have that little voice that says, you're too old. You, you really missed all the boats. You, you know, like it used to say I was too short, not pretty enough, not, you know, for when I was pursuing acting full time. And now the voice has changed because that's what they do. And it says, you know, ring, 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 you're, you know, and so watching her tenacity and her work ethic, I found just inspired me on a whole nother level because sometimes I'll be like, all you do is work, but I love what I do. And I feel very devoted to my business and my clients. And so if I love what I do and I'm still taking care of myself, what's wrong with work? Like her kids were like, she slept on the weekends. Like, yeah, I mean, I think that's um, when uh, that's how I feel in this stage of, of my life where it is about coaching. And um, I, what, what I love about that is I love it. And so to me, there's nothing more fun than reading another book. I just finished Your Body is Your Brain by Amanda Blake. Do not confuse Amanda Blake. Once again, we're going to make a reference that if you're under 30, you will have no idea what we're talking about. But Amanda Blake was a character on Gunsmoke. <laughs> but this is a different Amanda Blake, no relation, but it's called Your Body is Your Brain. And so what they're doing now is it's sort of Renee Descartes, um, you know, said, I think therefore I, I see the one who said that. I don't know. But anyway, he said, I think therefore I am. Somebody cool said that. Somebody cool said that, but he kind of separated mind, body, and spirit. Like they're all separate things floating out there. And what people are learning is no, it's the package. It's the whole thing. Right. And so that's, that's where we're coming back to is sort of this embodied, you know, just being who we are. You know, I sit up tall when I have to make a difficult phone call, you know, um, I do things, I dress up if I have, uh, you know, maybe I only dress up from the waist up now because of zoom yoga pants forever. <laughs> oh, I love it. Sneakers. Those are fabulous. But you no, know, um, anyway, um, but I love it. You know, I love it and I love learning from it and I'm excited to talk about it. And yeah, I'm sorry if I got a little soapboxy. Sometimes I get, oh, that's also for people under 30. I was on my soapbox. This is an old expression that people use. That's what we do. We're we're here for all generations. So, you know, and I guess that's one more thing that was exciting to me was seeing all those young people so into RBG. Yes. And like that, you know what? Just because you're, 
older, you can be cool. You can be an icon. You can, you know, it's not too late to, to hopefully keep growing and learning and expanding and making a difference, a bigger impact. She stayed true to herself and true to her beliefs and her values, you know, and, and that's a thing that you can come back to is, you know, what, what matters to me, you know? Um, and so thinking about that, and that may be a conversation for our next podcast, talking about what values are. So Kathy, as we wrap up, how do people, if you, you've heard her brilliance and you're like, I want to know more about what she does with people. Right. And for the people who are watching, how does she get so much reflection underneath her eyes? It, so if you have questions like that, um, I'm at kathykeegan.com. Easy to reach. Cat, and that's with a K. With a K, Kathy Keegan. K-A-T-H-Y-K-E-E-G-A-N. M-O-U-S-E. Don't do that because it won't come up. And Elaine, Elaine is a captivate the crowd kind of gal. So she can be reached at Elaine. At captivatethecrowd.com. And that's with C's. And I am doing a, um, I'm doing some really cool trainings. So if you want to be on my email list, just make sure that you reach out and let me know or comment below. And we're so excited. We had um, we had our very first guest our last time, and we have another really cool guest coming up um, that we have to figure out when we're going to record. But um, thank you so much, Kathy, for being so patient with my crazy schedule today. And as usual, you made me laugh. And you make me laugh, which is what I love. It's so much fun to talk to you. So we hope everyone's doing well. And we send a lot of love to everybody out there right now because we need a lot of extra love right now. Kind, be kind to yourself. Go watch YouTube videos to make yourself laugh. It's okay to laugh. It's okay to laugh because if you're in a higher state, then you can help other people who aren't. Oh, awesome. I, there's nothing more to say. Bye, everybody. Take care. Bye. Yay, you made it to the end. Thank you so much for listening. We're so excited you were here. Feel free to reach out at stillhumanpodcast at gmail.com or Kathy at kathykeegan.com or Elaine at captivatethecrowd.com. See you next time.